welcome to episode 89 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. person you have dialed is not able to receive calls at this time. And the random number generator has encountered some sort of computational error and has returned a series of irrational numbers, including the fraction one-third, the square root of seven, and e to the power of negative pi. Let's try turning it off and restarting it. V2. And this time, the random number generator has returned a series of rational numbers. The coordinates for this episode are 23 hours, 43 minutes, 49.5 seconds right ascension, and negative 15 degrees, 17 minutes, 4 seconds declination. These coordinates point to a star system in the constellation Aquarius called R. Aquarii. This star system is a bit complicated. It's a binary star system, but that's way too simplistic a description. A lot of science publications call it something like a symbiotic binary star system, and I'll explain what that means later, but even that doesn't convey the complete weirdness of what's going on in our Aquarii. So bear with me as I break this down into a bunch of smaller parts. The brighter star in the R Aquarii system looks like a very large red star that slowly varies in brightness. It is technically classified as a Myra-type variable star, and it is named after the brightest star in this class of stars. This star would have started out its life as something a little larger than the Sun that fused hydrogen and helium in its core, but the star's core filled up with helium a long time ago, and the star would have then gone through a series of evolutionary changes until it reached the point where its core had filled up with carbon and oxygen, but where the fusion of hydrogen and helium continued in the shell around the core. Since the star does not have the mass to trigger the fusion of carbon and oxygen into heavier elements in its core, the core is relatively inert. The outer atmospheres of Myra-type variable stars are unstable in pulse, but over relatively long periods of time. And in the case of the brighter star in our Aquarii, its pulsation period lasts 387 days. The star is also physically large. Its radius is about two astronomical units, or two times the distance from the Earth to the Sun. So the larger star in our Aquarii would be a scientific target of interest in its own right if it were not in a binary star system. The other star in the system is a relatively ordinary white dwarf. This is basically a star that was originally like the sun, 
but has passed through a series of stages in its evolution up to the point where its core had become an inert sphere of carbon and oxygen and it had blown away its entire outer atmosphere, just leaving the inert but still hot core. The distance between the two stars in our Aquarii is somewhere around 10 astronomical units, which is similar to the distance from the Sun to Saturn. For Sun-like stars, that separation is large enough that the stars would just orbit each other. In our Aquarii, however, the evolved red star's outer gas layers are so extended that they can be gravitationally stripped away by the white dwarf. This type of phenomenon is called a symbiotic binary star system, and our Aquarii, which is at a distance of about 760 light years or 233 parsecs, is the closest example of such a system. This would be the primary reason that astronomers would study our Aquarii if nothing else was happening in this star system. However, other things are happening in the our Aquarii star system. The gas falling into the white dwarf forms a disk that gets really hot and that produces a lot of electromagnetic radiation. Additionally, a lot of that gas gets so hot that instead of falling into the white dwarf, it gets blown away from that star. Magnetic fields direct this material into two jets of gas that emerge from above the poles of the white dwarf, and the gas travels for distances of 900 astronomical units in these jets. Because the white dwarf is moving around in the circle while producing these jets, the jets have a funky helical pattern. These jets are analogous to the jets seen in many other different types of astronomical objects, but because the jets in the R Aquarii star system are so close to Earth, they are easier to study in finer detail. This is another of the major reasons why astronomers spend so much time looking at R Aquarii. And now, to quote the TV infomercial pioneer Ron Popeil, but wait, there's more! The stars in our Aquarii are aligned in such a way that, once during their 44-year orbits around each other, the disk of gas falling into the white dwarf eclipses the Myrotype variable star in the system. Observations of these eclipses actually allow astronomers to measure the sizes of these objects. So, for example, Using data from the last eclipse observed in 2020, astronomers have determined that the disk of material falling into the white dwarf has a radius of about 5 astronomical units. Since the eclipse only happened relatively recently, I suspect that a lot of astronomers are still analyzing their data and haven't published their results yet. So, be on the lookout for more exciting results in the near future. So, if I were to summarize what our Aquarii is, I would go back to what I said in the beginning. It's complicated. If I were to try to get more specific than that, then I would end up repeating this entire episode. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of our Aquarii in the sky is about 185 kilometers northeast of the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean. Unlike our Aquarii, this area of ocean is relatively simple and uninteresting, so I'm not going to say much about it. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. 
you can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>